0: crisp winds, the vague smell of rain in the air, and a new, unwanted visitor. I stared at the box with a vague sense of unease. I'd heard tales of boxes like this, and they all ended with the same theme, insanity. You opened the metal casket at your own risk. Indulging the idea too deeply in the metal husk would soon encompass you. At least that's what everyone said. But those boxes weren't supposed to be able to be opened, at least not in the tails. No matter what tools you took to them, sledgehammers, drills, hands, it didn't matter. The rust would have sealed over the steel into an impenetrable barrier. According to the legends, such a doom would only open when its recipient wished for it to be opened, and then it would open itself. But this box was already open. I should have known. I mean, I I tried, and the lid gave with no more protestation than any other box. But it wasn't like I was cursedly obsessed with the box like my father or his grandfather. No, I just... uh, I mean, I didn't even think about it until the thing was already half an inch into the air. Uh, Perhaps I wanted to die. No. (laughs) No, that that makes no sense. If I wanted to die, I think I would have known so. I mean, it, it would be me. By definition, and if I know anything, it's what I think. I guess this is sort of like what Dad said the box would do. It killed you not by its malice, but by its mystique. It wrapped itself in just enough unsolvable mystery that, as the recipient, would wind their mind up into a toxic knot, and then break. All there was to do, it seemed, was really open it this time. I wrapped my hands back into my gloves. If I was solving an unsolvable dilemma, I wasn't gonna get lockjaw along the way. Way too rusty. But I knew the rust was just as thick, only as thick as how it had been when my grandfather left it to my dad. A strange thing to know. Wait, I I I, I didn't know that. I, I had to stop thinking like this. My gloves were on my hands, and that was all the preparation I needed. I opened the casket and laughed. Laughed a real harsh, rancid laugh until my throat grew sore and I had to catch my breath. This was it. This was my cosmic detestation. What nonsense. Sure enough, the casket was a casket. Uh, Simon's, to be precise. I looked around. There was nobody else. The field was as quiet as it ever was on a winter eve. That was good. I needed privacy to do something drastic. I thought I told you not to come back here, alive or dead. Those were my exact words, Simon, and yet you still have clawed your way back home to make me mad. I told you, I told you it was suicide, but did you listen? No. Because you were always better than that, weren't you? Always the favorite here. You thought you would be the favorite there. A hero simply by the virtue of your ideals. Simon, it was pointless. All of it. You just traded one tyranny for another. And what was it? Five feathers? Five feathers for your life, you idiot. And who has to take care of them all now, hmm? Not you. You're spared that. It's all me now. And I only have five feathers to help me till the crops. Great for you, I guess. You coward. You knew you couldn't change anything here. You were so afraid of living your life and work that you ran away to get slaughtered. At least you never went feral. At least there was that. Honestly, I hate you. I hate you. I hate your memory. I hate everything about you. Always dad's favorite. Guy settles down after a lifetime of scrap collection to do some real honest labor, and along you come. Fucking red eyes. The prince of princes. And you thought, they all thought, that was enough. That was all the person that you needed to be. Was somebody with the right bugs crawling around in your blood. Lucky, I wouldn't say you were. You missed so much. Clara, me losing my toe. Tasha kicking the bucket. And all of that was lost in your blind striving. Should have listened to Matt. Studied here. Helped us out. But you were too... You were too Simon. Simon. Did you plan this? Or was it something someone else? Did they think I was angrier than I actually was? Uh, Don't get me wrong, Simon. If you showed up alive here, I would have given you a smackin'. But just one. It was all bluffing, all of it. Why did you come here, Simon? Why did they... No. It was obvious. The bones of my brother had returned to be buried, and the box was there to provide us with the funeral furnishings free of charge. That was it. This whole story, the jumping of the box from one generation to the next, to give the poor boy a proper burial without costing me more than the five feathers his signing gave us. I tried to think of a more petty thing for God to do, and I really couldn't. It was just like my dad said. The heavens were nothing, if not stupid. I closed the lid in the box and went to scout a good spot in the fields to dig the pit. Georgia went when, when stuffed up by the church lawn, my Matt was still boozing. It was simply a pity I hadn't thought about this problem before. Of course he was going to die out there. He was a red-eye, yet I could beat him in an arm-wrestling match. The Scarred Emperor just wasn't picky. He had a stupid war to fight, a war so stupid it would eat his entire nation. So why would he care if some scrawny idiot was drafted into the elite ranks? It was just another warm body. That, and only that. So stupid. All of it. That was the real problem. What was Houston to us? Some guy came around every month to collect taxes. The book said there was imperial glory, imperial restoration. Restoration to what? The ruins? The scrap? What was there to restore to if the old times ended in the way they did? If we restored them, wouldn't they just destroy us again? Stupid big ideas were stupid big people. And Simon was always told that he was big, even when he was really scrawny. That's all it was. Stupid. There was a little spot off by the apple trees where Simon used to sit, to his reading. I thought for a second about burying him in the shade of their branches, but then I realized that the box wouldn't fit down there, not unless I cut through the tree's roots and that wouldn't do. No sense destroying the things Simon liked out of sentimentality. But I had to bury him. No sense getting the others from town for more than the ceremony, and each second that ticked by with his bones unburied was another second we were hurting his memory. So I found another spot, off by the wheat plots. It wasn't Simon's favorite or anything, there were just precious few places on the farm he liked to hang out at. But it was part of our home, and with our family still lacking a lot up by the church, well, that was the best I could do. And better yet, the air had stopped smelling like rain. I took to the task with the usual gusto I gave my muscles. Shuffling wasn't so different from cutting the grain, tilling the lanes, honing the plow, it was just another task. It was a real pity Simon had always kept himself from this sort of thing. If he'd helped out, maybe he'd been strong enough to... But that possibility didn't matter. He was dead onto better places, and I was digging, a similar task to all the others I assigned myself, just marginally more difficult. I struggled to imagine doing the task at any other time than twilight. The noonday sun would have pounded me to a pulp. But a couple of hours and a bit more sweat on my back and the grave was dug. It was gonna be shallow, but then his bones were already kind of clean. No scavengers would come digging for sinews, and if storms or something swept the dirt away, well then I'd just have to dig some more. Finally, after a couple hours, the plot was ready to take the box. My entire body shuddered with pain. I'd been wrong when I said it was any other task. Any other task didn't get so hard as digging did once you got past the top layer of soil. But then I'd probably have an easier time with it if if I'd actually been up to helping Uncle Marty with the well three summers past. Instead it was, well, Simon, and if history was any measure. He spent the whole time resting his chin on the shovel watching the birds form patterns in the skies. So my body was busted up. But I had to do it. I had to keep going until the hole was dug. It was only right. I gingerly laid my hands on the casket to give the poor sap one last goodbye. I'd never been too squeamish around corpses, but even so, my fingers trembled a little as they messed with the hinges. A send-off in the most cursed of family heirlooms. He deserved it. Deserved a little bit of respect even after all he did. But did I deserve the pain of the whole experience? Did I deserve to have to see my brat brother's rotting corpse again? Did I deserve to have to drag the knots of sentimentality and jealousy back through my heart? The knots were tough. They were thorny. My heart felt just as scuffed up and bruised as my fingers were. Yes, it was him. Yes, the spoiled kid. The mad child my friend. I gave him one last utterance of the Lord's Prayer, knowing damn well that if Heaven was going to make a decision in his case, they cared not a bit for my little ceremonies. But I cared. And I think he cared too. Then I felt something. Cold. A tinge of ice in my spine, a blister on my tongue, a softness of the vision in my eyes. Wrong. It was wrong. The bones started shifting in tandem, joined together by nothing but desiccated skin and muscle. I jumped back in utter shock. It was, this was, I, I didn't, why? For all the people in the world this could happen to, why was it me? Because it happened to my father? Because we had similarly shaped noses? It was just, why? Why? but the bones were moving. I made the sign of the cross over myself, ran through the whole Apostles' Creed, every prayer I could think of in the book, and the ones that Grandma taught us that I knew weren't. But the bones kept moving, collecting themselves in the air until the point where they resembled my dead brother just without the, um, the real essential bits. Simon? I gasped out. No, I am not Simon. That's, a. I guess that's a relief. But then, uh... What are you? I am his bones. Uh, okay. Uh, got it. Yeah, uh, then... what? <laughs> Slowly, steadily, let your heart pulse, so your mind settle into its warped reality. You won't understand anything if you're stressed. Well, yeah, so breathe at the corpse's command i took a deep breath the night air was sweet with the smell of upcoming rain the night air felt kind of nice although i knew that later this week it would all freeze over oh right i was talking with my brother's bones how miraculous i wanted to hate it but this was if this wasn't a sign from the dead gods then no the corpse is right I needed to be calm if anything was going to make sense. Not scared, not exuberant, nothing. Just me. Good, intoned the demon. I have a task for you. A task, but... Calm down. Take another breath. Listen. I did as I was told. Good. The box needs to be moved but can't the box move by itself? That, that's how Father made it seem. I would laugh if I could. No, the box moves by suggestion, by the force of man. Always. Its task is carried out by people so that it might do people good. That... You need to do some explaining, Corpse Stealer. No, I don't. I do not. Not in regards to what you want explained. Your brother's bones will be buried under the apple tree, like you suggested to yourself, but he will not be buried in the box. Another casket may be made, or none may be made at all. Such is your discretion." Ah, okay. And then you will take the box to Singapore. You said that like it's a place. It isn't much of one now, but it will be. If you had stayed in school, you might have learned its location. It was a bit hard to stay in class when Simon never helped out in the fields. Right. We weren't persecuting you or your decisions. Just reminding you of a possibility that could have existed. So, uh, Singapore? A dead city far away. You will go there with the box. Drop it off in the first ruined house you encounter with a red door. No, not in the corner with the stove. The one with the chair and the spiders. You're uh Okay That is it. The bones creaked their way back into the box where they lay down in the exact same pattern I remember them being The silence a little wind was blowing in from the east. It was getting colder. The front would bring rain tomorrow, and the following clouds would bring ice. It was gonna be unpleasant. Also, so, uh, yeah. A skeleton had just talked to me. That happened. I hadn't gone insane. That had very, very clearly happened in my memory. It wasn't me hallucinating. I hadn't smoked today, or at all this week. I wasn't religious. It had just happened. In the same box, that same damn box. And the skeleton had asked me to do some things. Without elaboration, I might add, that was really unhelpful. Uh, unhelpful and rude. As if it thought I was just going to take the box somewhere. Because it said I was going to, especially to some place I'd never heard of that sounded really foreign. All of it, yeah, it just didn't make any sense. But I had to admit it. I was intrigued. It hadn't offered me any payment, but the whole thing was interesting and freaky. Would probably get me killed or drive me insane to the point where I could no longer recognize myself. But the skeleton was his, and maybe that was his spirit. The Bible talked about people coming back from the dead. You read those stories, and you usually figured that you came back to life with their organs still mostly attached. Uh, Perhaps he was a demon, not my brother, but an infernal power set on bringing destruction to the world. What would I be doing, then, fulfilling its wishes? The only responsible thing to do was to bury the box. If it really wanted to migrate across the seas, then it was its responsibility to do so, not mine. I would have no part in a demon's plan, let alone a demon's plan that involved my brother's bones." But then, yes, so many buts. My head pounded at the contradictions that were running across it. If the thing that had possessed his bones was evil, who could say that it could not harm me if I didn't fulfill its request? It wouldn't be so hard, after all. I'd just need enough money to get it sent off in the post. I could bury Simon's bones separately, give him some peace outside of the misery the spirit wanted me to drown in. That way he'd get the respect he deserved, and I wouldn't be cursed by the box ghost. And I could wash my hands of the consequences. If the metal casket found its way to Singapore or somewhere else, what was I going to say? Nothing. Everything would be okay. I missed him. He would have the perfect solution to this, not some jerry-rigged idea about tricking a ghost through technicalities. That was the one sort of thing he was good at piercing his way through sticky situations so he could go back to lounging under the tree. And there his bones were. I made the sign of the cross over my heart a good few times, then heaved them out of the metal tomb. I gagged a little at the smell, at the leathery feel of his tendons. It was crude and cruel to plop his bones down into the pit without the ceremony or custom of a real coffin or an actual priest. But it was leagues better than letting him remain... Anywhere near this cursed spirit. I hoped he would understand. For months, it was something I carried around passively with me to market. Everyone thought I was asking for Singapore because I was smuggling. Even had embers called to my house a couple of times looking for drugs. They found nothing, of course, and just admonished me for being crazy. Which, I I guess I was. I might have eaten a bad sandwich the day I got Simon's bones back. Maybe. But eventually, I got one shifty-eyed merchant by the name of Raul to take it off my hands. Whether he took it to Singapore or somewhere else, I I didn't care. It was gone. It would no longer haunt us, our stories torment us with its mystical nonsense. But the real kicker was how much he charged for it. Go ahead. Guess. The worst number you could possibly think of. No, not thirty feathers. Think real kick in the seat by God. Five. The same amount Simon received for signing on as part of the royalist forces. Five damn feathers. But it was gone. He was gone. And there was nothing left to do but live my life and try to forget. May the fires of hell consume that box forevermore. Amen. Amen.